It's time for the second half of BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's head live to the All-Pro Capital broadcast booth. Alongside Hans Olsen, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so back at Lavelle Edwards Stadium here in Provo, Utah. And after a beautiful, sunshiny Saturday, it's a gorgeous night. Not even a, just a hint of wind. And not a lot of empty seats to be found either. This looked like a sellout five minutes into the game, Hans. Well, and Mitch was talking about the energy that this sellout is bringing to the sideline. And I see a couple of energy guys. You can always point them out. There's no doubt Tyler Batty showed up with a different motor. And, Greg, I'm, I'm sure that you've seen Tyler from time to time at practice. And you've seen Tyler Batty probably animated and energized. And in those limited times that we have to actually see parts of the end of practice, Tyler Batty was on fire through the week of practice. He is trying to show that leadership to pick up his team and boost him a little bit. And everybody else, too. Connor Pay is energized in the middle. And I think Caden Slovis is really feeding off of that. We'll see if they can match that energy and effort in the second half. BYU will kick off to begin half number two. The Red Raiders back to return with Dre McCray and Xavier White. Will Farron boots it away, and the backspinner will spin through the end zone. Touchback first and 25 for Texas Tech. BYU scored 14 in the first, 10 in the second. In the Kalani era, BYU 30-3 and three when they score in all four quarters. In the first half, BYU's actually outgained by Texas Tech, 233 to 199. BYU ran it for 87, passed for 112. But hey, the ran it for 87 part, that's 20 yards better than the Cougars per game average. It is. And you know what's interesting, Greg? You get them into this situation where it's 24-7. It's not like they're desperate and have to throw it. But it takes Dodge Brooks a little bit out of the game because you feel like you've got to score some points in this thing. Jake Strong, third stringer on this Red Raider roster, throws on the down and in, and it's batted up and nearly picked off. Racing it was Ethan Slade after the deflection by Jacob Robinson covering Coy Aiken. It'll fall incomplete to second down and ten. In that first half, Jake Strong threw two picks to one touchdown. A pass efficiency rating of 119.9. Slovis at 158.9 right now. See that defense on the quick slant, Greg? Didn't look like anything like the TCU defense on the quick slant. Much better by Jacob Robinson. Jake Strong on a second and 10 from the Texas Tech 25. Settles in a clean pocket and throws incomplete. Too high for the intended receiver, Aiken, on the left sideline. Third down and 10 just like that. It's what I'm what's talking about. Zach Kittle, the offensive coordinator for Texas Tech. It's not that it's like full desperation right now, but you want to put points on the board, and they just went three yep. straight throws. And if BYU gets the ball back here, you're kind of put it, you're kind of in hammer down mode yeah. suddenly. Yep. I mean, this feels like a really key stretch of the game for Texas Tech which audibles nine seconds in to quarter number three on back-to-back incompletions, third and ten at the Tech 25-yard line. Brooks off the right hip of Strong. Low snap. They're going to give on third and ten, and uh, Brooks slips and falls after a gain of two. What a weird opening possession of half number two for Texas Tech. A run on third and ten that gains two, and they punt it away. A three and out in 30 seconds. I'm not kidding you. This is right now Texas Tech. That offensive possession looked more like BYU against TCU. That was just a fouled up possession. Now that's forced by BYU too, but they were playing a two high safety. They were running three downs. They were expecting pass and Taj couldn't get the first. It's only McNamara's second punt of the day. As three drives have ended in giveaways. A floater, a side spinner, and a catch by Parker Kingston. 
inside the 30-yard line. Fair catch called for at the 27. So Hobbs Nyberg just may not be all the way there. He tried to give it a go in the first half, but his spot, at least for that rep, was taken by Parker Kingston. So BYU, after forcing a three and out in less than a minute, gets the ball back with a 17-point lead. What an absolute win for that defense coming out of the second half making sure Texas Tech knows, hey, we've got the upper hand. We're going to keep the upper hand. Great defensive stop. Let's call this an all-pro capital money moment of the game. If this can be a scoring drive for BYU, the situation that will put Texas Tech in, put your money to work with smart real estate investments with all-pro capital, the all-pro capital money moment of the game, this drive to open half number two for BYU. A turn and hand off to Martin. Good blocking for LJ. LJ second level. LJ 40 and 43-yard line. It's a 16-yard run for L.J. Martin on first and 10. And with that, BYU is over 100 yards rushing for the first time since the season opener against Sam Houston. I just want to give a shout-out to left guard Paul Miley on that play. He pulls from the left guard position, hits in-man a line of scrimmage, and continues to run him all the way to the edge of the sideline. Paul Miley with a great block that broke that run that put them over the 100 yards. 103 and counting. Slovis, gun, LJ right hip. Give it again. LJ, middle, LJ. Runs into a collection of bodies three yards upfield. It'll be second down and seven. Steve Linton, one of those bodies for Texas Tech. The outside linebacker, edge rusher, Linton. Tackles for loss for Texas Tech today, zero. That's a really nice stat to see because, remember, we were talking about this Texas Tech defense. They've racked up 42 tackles for a loss coming into this game. They've averaged, Greg, six TFLs per game coming into this game against BYU. BYU has the only TFLs in this game, two of them. They go pistol with Martin behind Slovis on a second and seven. And the give LJ sweeping to the right takes a hip check. Three yards again upfield. It'll set up a third down and four. Quincy Ledette Jr. in on the tackle for Texas Tech. 12.35 to play in the third quarter. BYU with a three-score lead, 24-7. to seven. Slovis, as the Cougars go now, tempo in the gun. Now he'll stop, look to the sideline, and pause as the play clock hits 20 and the game clock hits 12-20 here in the third. Epps will go from left to right in the formation. So now it's Epps and Marion to the right side. And Darius Lassiter with Martin and Taase to the left. They go empty for Slovis. Play clock down to 7 and 12.07 on the game clock. The hand clap and the snap to Keaton. Keaton throws for Lassiter but sailed it on the intermediate route and it falls incomplete. It'll be a three and out. Well, not necessarily a three and out, but a one first down chain mover followed by three and out for BYU. Fourth and four and the punt team is on. So... The Cougars cannot add to their 17-point lead in possession number one of half number two. It's a catchable ball. Just kind of went through Darius Lasseter's hands after an insane catch that we saw. This throw hits on that deep slant pretty well and just kind of through the hands of Lasseter. He needs to come down with that ball and secure the, the drive. Third punt for Ryan Rico. And sidewinds this to the far sideline. It'll get out. Beautifully placed at around the five-yard line. So a coffin corner kick for Ryan Rico. A directional punt that does the job. It'll be out at the eight officially on the spot. And first down and ten for Texas Tech with three minutes and nine seconds gone here in quarter number three. BYU leading it by a score of 24 to 7. We'll take a timeout on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Hans Olsen. 
and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let us pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU-FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. BYU season high in rushing this year, 112 yards in the opener. BYU is at 109. Nice. Early in the third quarter. I expect Texas Tech to go back to Taj Boyd right here. Taj Brooks. And by the way, LJ Martin is outrushed Taj Brooks tonight. We're talking about a top 10 in the country, rusher in Brooks. And LJ has more on the ground tonight. Flag flies before the snap. As we come back in, Texas Tech backed up inside its own 10-yard line. First and 10 at the 8. What will this call be coming out of the timeout? Kalani's eight yards out of the field. At this, yeah, Kalani's trying to dispute whatever the officials are trying to call here. And it's referee Tuta Shinda Salam. We'll see if they've corrected their referee microphone issues that cropped up in the first half that kept the volume pretty low on those calls. Tyler Batty's clapping his hands now. You can hear the hand clapping down on the field. <laughs> he has just been on one all game ever since he got spit in his face. He has just been all There's over. There's no foul on the play for illegal substitution. The ball was never snapped. Nice job by Kalani getting over there and disputing it. Kalani knows his game. So we stay where we were, first and ten at the Texas Tech eight-yard line. It was at around this spot on the field that the Red Raiders fumbled the ball into the end zone that Eddie Heckard recovered for the 14-0 lead. Jake Strong, the true freshman, takes a knee-high snap, has to bend to receive it, gets to Brooks, and Brooks busts one to the far boundary. It's a 15-yard run for Tosh Brooks, and Brooks now up to 75 yards. L.J. Martin, by the way, you mentioned he was out rushing Brooks. L.J., 91 on 9. How about a 10.1 yard per tote average thanks to a 55-yard scamper earlier in the game? And the Red Raiders go tempo. A little delay, sidestep, stutter forward by Taj Brooks. Moves it three yards to create a second and seven. Caden Hawes, the tackle for BYU. Like I said, going back to Taj Brooks, that's what I expected in this drive. I think with that last drive, they are like, if we're going to lose, we're going to lose giving it to Taj. Twins left and right, 11-11 to play in the third. BYU's up 24-7. to A long throw to the left sideline. Complete to Coy Aiken, but not a lot in terms of yardage, only three on the play. So a third and four coming up. Jacob Robinson on the tackle of Coy Aiken. 6-2-2-10, the freshman Aiken. Double-digit catches now on the year. Texas Tech trying to get to the line and move this a little bit, Greg. They're trying to get this ball moving a bit. Texas Tech opened 0-2 before winning 3-4. of Then came the loss to K-State, which they lost their backup quarterback, Baron Morton. Third stringer Jake Strong's gone all the way tonight. He's got trips to the right, single wide left, a third and fourth to Tech 32. Brooks with him. Off his right hip. Ball near hash. Red Raiders right to left. Quarterback draw after a look downfield. And no! A loss on the play! Ciala Serra! In for the TFL, and the Red Raiders will certainly have to punt it away on a fourth and five inside their own 35. BYU's playing Ciale Acera at the middle linebacker position. He's actually going to come through the backside of the line of the offensive line, and he's going to make that tackle from the backside, chasing it down from the backside. That's really nice, aggressive, fast thinking by Ciala Acera. 
The Cougs will keep their defense on the field on a fourth down and four. Parker Kingston's back to return the punt from Austin McNamara. And it's instead a fake, and it stopped short of the line. The game got to the 35, needed the 36. Wow, Texas Tech lines up, and they decide they're going to shoot a fake punt back. They're kind of tilted in an angle with a heavy overload line, and they fire it back to the up back. The up back just takes the direct snap and tries to run for the first. And that was Nehemiah Martinez, and the spot looks to be short. They may call for a measurement here. They needed four on the play. They got three in a bit. Here comes the stretch of the chains, and this may turn it over. You'll hear from the crowd in a second if it'll be a turnover on downs. That looked like a generous spot that they gave him there. What a massive swing this would be with a 24-7 lead getting the ball at the 35. They stretch the chains. Oh, they got it by an inch. Whoa. Oh, man, that's a really generous spot, Greg. It it didn't look like he came down at that position. And if I'm Kalani, I'm asking them to look at that because it looked like they gave him just a nose of a football. And remember, to get the first, that football, you're talking about one bump on the pigskin being past that first down marker, and it's considered a first. You don't have to have half the ball or the whole ball. And it was literally just a bump of skin off that pigskin across that first down marker. And here comes the timeout for the challenge, I believe. It just felt like that was a, a really generous placement to me. Yeah, Kalani is very demonstrative right now on the BYU sideline. A timeout's been called with Texas Tech extending the series on a fourth and four fake punt and a good spot and a measurement good by inches. Prior to the BYU coach challenging, the replay process was initiated. The previous play is under review to determine if the runner reached the line to game. And so BYU will save a timeout here. So the original line judge marked it almost exactly at the 35-yard line. And then as he started to run off the sideline, he started to run towards the 36-yard line. And then he kind of moved just a little past the 36. But his initial foot was right at the 35-yard line as he saw it from the sideline. Yeah, live, it appeared to be short of the line to gain. And the spot put it closer to the line to gain. The measurement gave them the first down, and then the initiation of the review proceeded, we're told, the BYU timeout call. Nehemiah Martinez on the up-back run. No. I, I think his backside is on the 35, and the ball's dead at that point. He did fall backward and did lean backward, but I, I think but, but the play was ended when the body part hit the ground. I think he's more at the 35-and-a-half than, than at the 36, because... In order to get that first, that ball has to be at the 36. I mean, a stretched 36. And it looks like that's going to be more than 35 and a half. We'll see. If it's not conclusive enough, then they're just going to go with the call on the field, which is a first down, which would be really upsetting. But it did look like the hind quarters of the up back sat down before that ball was past the first down stick. Well, Riverboat Joey is among the most likely to go for it on fourth downs in college football. This wasn't a true go, as it was a fake punt-upback situation, but he was trying to convert that fourth down and not give it back to BYU inside Texas Tech's 35-yard line. Is that a real nickname? Nah, it's just oh. what we threw on him. <laughs> okay. I, thought, I thought that was something I missed in my research. No, How did I miss Riverboat Joey? No, Riverboat Ron's the real guy in the NFL, but we, we applied it to Joey in this case because uh, Texas Tech leads the nation in third and fourth down conversions in his fourth and fourth down attempts, and here's the call. 
After review, the ruling on the field stands. Wow. It's wow. first down, Texas Tech. Okay, wow. not enough to overturn. Wasn't confirmed. It stands. It's and so the Red Raiders will keep possession with 9.35 to play in the third. BYU would have gotten the ball back, leading by 17, already in scoring territory. Well, hard to see. I mean, it looked like his butt definitely touched, but you know, you don't have the conclusive evidence. you got to leave the call on the field. Since McGuire took over as head coach, no team's gone for it more on fourth down than Texas Tech over the last year and a half. Taj Brooks receives the handoff and gets nothing to the right, maybe a quarter yard on the spot. So second and long nine coming up. BYU 24, Texas Tech 7, 9.15 to play in quarter number three. BYU coming in two tonight, one and two in the Big 12. Texas Tech two and two. The only newcomer with a win over an old-timer so far this season has been Houston defeating West Virginia. BYU looking to be the second newcomer to get a win over a veteran here tonight. That was another play by Nisa Mahe uh, to make that tackle, and, and obviously Banya in on it too. Xavier White motions into the backfield. Strong throws as he's being hit by Atunaisa Mahe. And it's incomplete. Calling his third down and nine. That's what I called his name, what, 12 times, 15 times tonight? He's been shirring up the middle. But on this play, he's going to come out of the three technique. And there's a miscommunication in the block. Nobody touches him. He comes through yeah, unblocked. And, and an untouched Atunaisamahe is not a pleasing prospect for a quarterback. No, not when he arrives on your sternum like that. That is a massive hit. 6-1-3-15, the senior Atunaisamahe applying the pressure. Third and nine now at the Tech 37. Strong shotgun. Knee-high snap. Three-step drop. Loads up, goes deep down the far sideline, and it is incomplete beyond the intended receiver, Jordan Brown. And now on a fourth down and nine, and a late skirmish as the helmet of Jackson Cravens is ripped off. No flag, but Cravens ends up lidless after that skirmish near the line of scrimmage, but it falls incomplete, does the pass. Fourth down and nine, and now the punt team and Austin will come, McNamara will come back on for Texas Tech. The Red Raiders will give the ball back to BYU with 8.39 to go in quarter number three. I got to tell you, one of the greatest honors as a defensive tackle is when you get triple teamed. When you got three guys that are trying to block you, and that just happened to Jackson Cravens. They brought the running back, they had the center, they had the guard. Three guys, it is. It's like a badge of honor. Oh, it's going to take three of you, huh? Oh, and you've got to rip off my helmet, too. It's getting nasty and chippy out there. Sky-high spiral from McNamara. A backpedal by Kingston. Fair catch at the nine-yard line. Nice job of Parker to haul that in. He was moving. He was moving backward on the receipt of that long and high sky punt from Austin McNamara. It'll set up BYU first and ten at the Cougar nine-yard line. Do the Cougars have an epic drive in them to extend the lead? It's 24-7 with 8.31 to play in the third, and we are taking a timeout. This is BYU football on the new skin, Cougar Sports Network. 19 of its last 20 nighttime games, and here in the dark of night at a flood-lit Lavelle Edwards Stadium, it's BYU 24, Texas Tech 7. We thank Intermountain Health, tonight's game sponsor, and the official medical provider for BYU Athletics for being involved in our game tonight. Let's head down to Mitchell Jurgens at field level. Mitch, this is BYU secondary today. Uh, it's a different performance than the one we saw last weekend. Yeah, 100%. Going back to last week, that was a- an area of concern just with the injuries. 
poor performance. Uh, the, the group just didn't look right. But tonight it is completely different with the exception of the one busted play that led to the touchdown. I mean, everybody in the secondary has stepped up. You've got Jacob Robinson and Andy Heckard with some big-time turnovers. Uh, but outside of that, you've got Crew Wakely just making so many plays, always in the right spot, and not just being in the right spot, but making something happen. Um, him and Ethan Slade have really stepped up in this game. They put a lot of responsibility on them as they, they I don't believe those two have come out of the game in that safety position. So big shout-out to the secondary, what they've been able to do responding from last week. Thank you, Mitch. Mitchell in the Zions Bank end zone for 150 years of helping you succeed. Zions Bank is for you. Keaton Slovis and the Cougs first and 10 from the BYU 8. Keaton backpedals into the end zone and throws it away. Nothing there as he scrambled out to the right. So it'll go second down and 10 from the BYU 9 yard line. Spot the 9 with 8.24 to play in quarter number 3. BYU led the four, uh, won the first quarter 14-0 and the second quarter 10-7. Neither team has scored in quarter number 3. And again, when Kalani's teams score in every quarter, an exceptional win rate, 30-3 and three is BYU's record when they score in all four 15-minute periods. Two of four in the books. Deion Smith in the backfield off the right hip of Keaton Slovis. Keaton with his 80th career touchdown pass earlier in this game. Claps the hands as Smith vacates to the left. Keaton will look to the right, throw high for Darius Lasseter. Couldn't bring it down with a one-hand tip. It falls incomplete. Third down and 10 for BYU at the Cougar 9-yard line. That was a little high for Darius, who made a remarkable one-handed catch earlier in the game. Couldn't bring this one in. And it'll be third down. Well, the first two plays of this drive look more like the Keaton Slovis of TCU. One, you rolled out of the pocket when you had a drop-off. If you'd have just stepped in the pocket, you had a drop-off to Aiden Robbins. And then that throw just high. I mean, if he puts that on target, it's a, it's a reception. Keaton claps the hands, takes the belt, high snap, back pedals into the end zone, dumps it off to Deion Smith at the goal line. He's got the 5, the 10, the 15, won't get the line to gain. BYU will punt it away on fourth down and long four. So punt team will come on, and BYU goes three and out, still leading it 24-7. to Texas Tech hanging around. BYU yet to put the hammer down here in half number two. Deion Smith had a couple of linemen out there. He had Kime, he had Waylon Lapuaho, and he was trying to look for some of that room, but... Texas Tech did a really good job of converging on the outside to stop that screen for the first down. That was Deion Smith's fifth catch of the season. Goes for seven yards, and BYU on a fourth and long three will punt it away. Rico on his goal line. No pressure. And just hammers this one. It's caught back at the 15-yard line by Miles Price. And Price to the 25, the 30, 35, and 40. And down there, a nice return after a mammoth punt from Ryan Rico. That was about 80 yards in the air. So for the last 25 years, people have told me that I've outkicked my coverage by marrying Amanda Olson. Like, there's no question. That right there is the definition of outkicking your coverage. He kicked that past everybody's ability to run down and try to cover that football, and it just gave him too much room to run. If Price doesn't catch that, it probably goes into the end zone, yeah. and, and it goes and it goes in the books. What was the line of scrimmage on that last punt? It would have gone. It would have gone in the books as a 70-plus yard punt. Yeah. We'll come back in a timeout, by the way. We've got timeout with 7.25 to play in the third, 24-7. Red Raiders football, first and 10 at their own 40 after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
Rico just had a 70-yard punt because Miles Price caught it. If Price hadn't caught up to it and had gone into the end zone, it would have been an 84-yard punt, which would be a new BYU record, breaking his own record of 83. But it goes to only 70. Only 70 for Rico. Setting up after the return, by the way. First and 10 at the 40. So it was a long and nice return by Price. Strong in the gun. Conveys it to Valdez. And Valdez, maybe a half yard between the tackles. It'll be second down, long nine. Because of the momentum on that punt, if Price hadn't caught it, it almost certainly would have rolled into the end zone, creating an 84-yard punt with the touchback. But instead, Price backtracked, caught it going away from the play, and turned it into a nice return setting up this series which is now sitting at a second down and nine at the Tech 41 yard line. Ball between the hash marks and Red Raiders going right to left from our vantage point. Motioning into the backfield is the wide receiver Dre McCray to create shotgun split backs. Hand off Valdez. Valdez sidesteps a would-be tackle at the 45 yard line and gets out to the 47. Wakely had a bead on Valdez. Valdez beat him for a few more yards setting up a third down and three and this is certainly four down territory for Riverboat Joey. The handoff to Valdez. Valdez sidestep and will be dragged down as a flag flies behind the play. Dragged down right near the line to gain. A.J. Vonk puts on the tackle of Valdez. And with the way they're marking it, it's just shy of the first down marker. And then the flag flew. Should be a hold. The, run. the hold would bring it back. Yeah. I think that was the hold on the back side there. Just confirming what BYU wants to do with this call. Holding. Number 76, offense. 10-yard penalty, third down. Penalty number seven to only two for BYU. And that's seven penalties for 65 yards. BYU, I said two, only a single penalty for 14 right now. Cougars are at one penalty. Is that right? Checking with Ralph. One penalty is all. That's a hold on Blake Mangelson. Blake has really been disrupting. And he, was, being, he was the one being held. Yeah. He was he was really disrupting Caleb Rogers, and again getting that that call for him because he just keeps pushing these offensive linemen to hold at the point of attack. Third down and thirteen for the Red Raiders. Trips to the right, single wide left, and strong shotgun with Valdez. It's on the ground. The snap takes it off the ground. A strong option pitch to Valdez, and Valdez will not get the first down on the third and thirteen. He gained ten. So fourth and three, but it was enough to where the fourth down makes sense now for Joey McGuire. So the Red Raiders keep the offense on the field. Six minutes to go in the third. 24-7 BYU Cougs can take it over on downs. We'll see what the call is after the timeout. Wow. I, I just got to give a shout-out to Cialia Sarah, Greg. He, he just fought off of a, a block. That that really should have been a first down, but Cialia Sarah fights off a block to get to the outside to make the tackle. There was an official's timeout, but just briefly... They're back in at a fourth and three for Texas Tech. BYU can take over on the Red Raiders' side of the field with a stop. Esera, at middle linebacker for BYU, stays in the game. Strong stays in the gum with Brooks off his left hip. Now the timeout comes. Timeout Texas Tech, the first of three here at half number two. Texas Tech takes their first charge timeout of the half. Timeout on the field. Comes with 5.38 to play in the third quarter. And BYU still with the same 24-7 lead that it had at halftime. We'll take a break. More Cougar football on the other side on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
BYU football brought to you by Fillmore Spencer, Utah Valley's favorite local law firm. They can play offense, defense, or provide a little coaching. Fillmore Spencer, attorneys at law, solving problems and seizing opportunities for you, your family, and your business. In the Kalani Shitake era, BYU 21-1 and at home with a positive turnover margin. BYU's plus three. Hitler Kalani, 14-1 at home with zero turnovers, and BYU has no giveaways in this game. He's looking good. It's fourth and three for Texas Tech, and it's on 47-yard line. Ball near hash mark, and we come out of the timeout with another timeout. BYU <laughs> takes their first charge timeout of the half, 30 seconds in late. So Texas Tech called timeout, their first, and now BYU calls timeout. And Mitch, you said BYU was running on guy off late. Yeah, 12th man ran off the field pretty late, and uh, BYU was forced to take the time out there. Wow. This will stay right here with this one, though. 538 to play in quarter at number three. No one scored in the third quarter. The lead stays 17 for BYU at 24-7. Okay, so a couple thoughts here on this fourth down, Greg. If I'm BYU, I'm really trying to hold those edges because Taj Brooks on an earlier fourth down hit the edge, hit the outside with speed. You've seen an option attack that got them 10 yards, you know, I run an option, but what I'm doing, I'm very careful with my freshman. Number 17, Jake Strong, the quarterback who's had struggles at the match point tonight. I'm really careful with him, but I am controlling the edges. Don't let Todd Brooks get to the outside. Or is it Valdez that's out there? Jake Strong, only one for his last seven pass attempts. Do they have him throw it on fourth down and three? It's a sprint right. They will have him throw it. He throws on the run, and it is... Broken up! Incomplete at the BYU 35. Ethan Slade stepping in front of Jordan Brown. And the Cougars take over on downs for the second time tonight. Again, you've got to go back to Zach Kidley. He's the offensive coordinator for Texas Tech. He decides to go with the freshman Jake Strong and his arm. He runs him out of the pocket, tries to give him level routes, and he lets him his freshman make a throw. It, it doesn't feel like it's the right decision as an offensive coordinator when you've got the fifth best running back in the entire world on your roster. And he tries to give it to his freshman. Great stop still by BYU. They've got to cover those routes. I mean, that still is a catchable route. But BYU is right there to defend it. Now, is this hammer time for BYU with a 24-7 lead? 5.33 to play in the third. Keaton Slovis, shotgun. LJ Martin to his left. Trips to his left. Single wide right. And that receiver on the right side is Parker Kingston. Short side to the right of Keaton Slovis. Chest high snap. Martin takes the handoff. Spun around, thrown down after a gain of two to the 45 of Texas Tech. 525. Clock rolls in quarter number three. Quincy Ledette Jr. with the tackle. He comes in free, pretty much untouched. Uh, I don't know if that's a missed blocking assignment there by Kingsley Sobatea, but you shouldn't have Miles Cole coming in and just making a tackle untouched like that on the play side of a, of a, of a carry. And that just came through right through the offensive tackle position, right where that gap, the running gap, should have been. Second and eight. Slovis in shotgun again with Martin. Wing back and two wides left. A play fake. A drop back. A defla- wobbling ball that falls incomplete. Why was that wobbling? Couldn't see if that got deflected, but I know that Keaton Slovis was getting hit as he was trying to throw it and kind of winged it off the right side of his arm. But I, it was so high, it didn't look like it got touched. It just looked like he was under pressure and winged it. Yeah, the floater falls incomplete short of just the intended receiver, Darius Lassiter. Came off his hand weird, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. Nothing touched, just came off his hand weird. So three and a, third and eight here. 
That's some of the only pressure we've seen today. He hasn't been pressured a ton. He's gotten hit a couple times, but he's had a lot of clean pockets. See what BYU does here on third. If this is one of those two plays to get eight yards for Aaron Roderick. Roberts motions to trips left. Slovis claps the hands, takes a chest high snap, looks to his left, and throws deep left. And it is incomplete. Intended for Darius Lassiter on the awes of the crowd as he lobbed it up down the far side between the boundary and the numbers. And Lassiter could not bring it in. And on fourth down and eight, BYU will go into punt and pin mode. And Darius, it felt like he he only had one hand free. And he brought that one hand around and couldn't haul it in at his belt line. And the fans were saying the other other hand was held up. That's why he couldn't bring it around. That's so close. And, you know, I just want to throw, again, another shout-out to this offensive line because they just picked up a six-man rush with a twist. So those stunts have been finding their way home a couple times. That's a long route to develop. You know, that's a slow go. That's getting a guy downfield. Takes a long time to develop, and he had time. Now Rico on for the placement punt, and back spins it, as he wanted to do. It bounces at the 7, and it will be down there. Well done. Crew Wakely on the cover. So BYU does not score, but does push the Red Raiders back inside the 10-yard line. There's a flag on the play. I was on a fourth and eight, by the way. And BYU motion. Going to repunt. Repunt this and make Ryan Rico do it again. That's what I would imagine. You wouldn't imagine taking five yards and putting it at the 13 if you're Texas Tech. Illegal formation. Kicking team. No, I'd make them punt there were more again. than four players lined up in the backfield. Five-yard penalty from the previous spot, and we will replay fourth yeah. down. All right. They have the option of adding five yards to the spot of the ball, putting it first and down, 10 from the 13. Now you've got to hope that BYU doesn't down it deeper well, than they did. You know, here's the deal. Rico has to take that as a slight, and he's got to take that as a challenge. Where did you say that would have been fielded, the 10? Well, it would have been at the 13 after the uh, five-yard mark. Get it inside the 13. Yep. Take it as a challenge, Rico. Now, BYU had downed it at the 8. We'll see what he can do this time. It would gain Texas Tech seven yards, but goes into the end zone. Side spinner. This one's caught at the 10-yard line by Miles Price. And Price makes the decision pay off as he has a return to the 25 and the 30. The ball comes loose. It's still loose. And the Cougars have recovered. BYU football at the 44-yard line. And Ryan Rico is the man who recovers the fumbled return. And guess who's there to cause the fumble? The guy that got a little spittle in his face earlier in the game, Tyler Batty. He's all kinds of ticked off. Ruling on the field is a fumble recovered by the kicking team. First down, BYU. He wants to hit people. He wants to rip them in half because he's still got saliva across his brow. And he just delivers a bomb of a hit on Miles Price. Price not only loses the ball, but loses three ribs in the process. Tyler Birdie, he's coming for blood. And Ryan Rico shooting in for the recovery gets our Bailey's move of the game. Brought to you by Bailey's Moving and Storage. We move with you every step of the way since 1952. The Red Raiders on the re-kick. See the ball fumbled on the return, and BYU takes over on offense at the 44-yard line. They go pistol with Slovis trailed by Aiden Robbins. Robbins. Get second level. Nice run by Aiden. Inside the 40 to the 38-yard line. A six-yard run for Robbins with 3.59 to play in quarter number three. 
Well, the Red Raiders thought the decision to re-kick it paid off as Price had a nice return going, but he fumbles it on the hit by Batty. BYU on the Rico recovery, and now BYU is plus four in the turnover margin. Okay, so I want to talk about something that I just saw from Aiden Robbins that I haven't really seen from L.J. Martin. So you pull your center. You pull Connor Pay after the snap. Connor gets out, and he's going to hit your outside linebacker. A lot of times, L.J. won't get inside of that trap. He'll go outside of it. Aiden cut under it for yardage. Aiden takes the handoff and gets to the secondary again and moves the sticks. Yes. On second down and four, a run of ten, and this is the Aiden Robbins you got from UNLV. Yes, yes, and, and I love what I just saw on that cut that I was talking about, cutting back underneath the trap. There were too many times that I would see a running back go to the outside of that trap or that pole by the center or the guard. And I love that he cut underneath it to get the extra yardage. And then right there, he just gets a nice downhill slant. That's a good old-fashioned blunt force trauma run. And you're giving it to Robbins to go get that gain. And that is really starting to put Texas Tech on their heels. Stoppage right now because C.J. Baskerville, the star back, the star is a position on the Texas Tech defense the star, C.J. Baskerville, is shaken up. And the, the training staff immediately ran out there, sensing that he was woozy. He didn't look right. And they're still tending to He's standing between the 30 and 35-yard line with three training staffers around him. And now will be helped off the field. So that's the injury stoppage we have with 3.19 to play in the third. And this sold-out BYU crowd applauds. Baskerville, who walks to the team area. And what? It, how, how beautiful is it to see a sea yeah. of royal blue on this Saturday night here in Provo? Yeah, the fans are incredible. And they were here early. I said it as we were starting into our pregame. I said, man, look at this. It was already about 80% capacity. And then it just filled in as things got ready to kick off. This crowd has been electric. And it's helped. 310, clock rolling, pistol formation. Robbins behind Slovis. They've been giving it to Aiden, and they give it to Aiden. And Aiden Robbins lowers the helmet. That's a collision you could hear yeah. through our crowd mic for a gain of three. Running between the tackles, hard run by Robbins. And Roberts, Ben Roberts, met him to create a second down and seven. I say this to my, my boy Jason Shepard. We're doing dishes right now, buddy. We are At doing the things. Slovis handoff to, to Robbins. Robbins taking it left, spins around on a collision, and gets no gain on the play. It goes to a third down and seven with 2.37 to play in quarter number three. These are really good moments. Still, the, give them the power, keep punching them in the mouth. You've got the lead, milk the clock. And I love what I'm seeing from Aiden Robbins. When you're hearing those pads pop and he's coming downhill, that's what you needed. You need a running back that's just going to continue to pound and come downhill for those extra yards. Slovis stays in the gun with Robbins to his left. Third down, eight on the spot from the Texas Tech 27. Points from a field goal make it 27-7. A motion to trips right, including Epps as the middleman on the right side. Option left, pitch back to Aiden. Aiden to the boundary, forced out shy of the line to gain. He needed four more yards. It'll be fourth down and four from the 24 of Texas Tech. Special teams unit not yet on the field. A-Rod's decision here, 24-7 the lead. Field goal puts you up 20, and the decision will be to put BYU up 20. Will Farron jogs out of the turf. So, Greg, on that option attack, you're running to the short side of the field. So Keaton Slovis has to make sure that if they're not attacking at him, just keep it and go. Nobody really attacked and converged at him. Until you dive and force a defender to stop his angle at the running back and come at you, you're not doing anything in that pitch. You're just allowing the defense to get out there free. 41-yard field goal on its way, and 
is through for three. Will Farron is two for two tonight and six for eight on the year. Another 40-plusser for Will. And BYU expands the lead to 20 with 119 to play in quarter number three. So BYU adds points after the turnover. And it's so tough to win a football game when you're minus four. And the Red Raiders are minus four in the margin tonight. Yeah, that turnover on the punt return. Oh, my gosh. It just feels so good. because It was after a re-kick. <laughs> it was after a re-kick. They called for another kick. I told them, hey, Ryan Rico, that's a challenge. Pin it inside the 13. When it broke to the outside, I'm shaking my head. But then Tyler Batty remembered. You knew Batter Batty was going to bail you out on that Some, one. Somebody disrespected him earlier in the game. And he's, he's not going to stop until everybody feels the pain. I, I got spit in my face one time. One time. And it's the most disrespected I've ever felt on a football field. I couldn't believe that somebody would do something so vile, so disgusting to me. But what I did is I took my hand, I wiped it off my face, I looked at him, and I said, thank you. Because that's the most disturbing thing that you can do when you get spit in your face. Tyler Batty's just making everybody feel the pain right now. BYU 27, Texas Tech 7 after the Will Farron 41-yard field goal. And Mr. Farron backspins a kick into the end zone. It'll be coming out from three yards deep. Dre McRae between the hash marks to the 20-yard line. Gets body checked at the 22. Keeps the legs churning to the 30-yard line. A nice return by Dre McRae to the 33. This pigskin scoring summary is brought to you by your Utah Pork Producers, Daly's Bacon, and the National Pork Board. From farm to fork, Utah Pork Producers take pride in good practices that produce safe and nutritious pork right here in Utah. Make pork your protein of choice all season long. Go Team Pork! For delicious and nutritious pork recipes, visit pork.org. That last scoring drive. Six plays. 20 yards, 250 off the clock. It ends in a Will Farron field goal. BYU 27 and Texas Tech 7. And here come the Red Raiders again. These four takeaways from BYU. The most, the most forced, forced against an opponent since BYU had five against Utah State four years ago. ASU Texas also Tech had four. Takes their second charge timeout of Back the in half. 2021. Timeout for Red Raiders with 109 to play in quarter number three. I think we're going to stay right here with it again. Four takeaways equal the ASU number from 2021. And that game came on a night at Lavelle Ever Stadium, much like this one. And the Cougars plus four on four takeaways and zero giveaways on this evening. So Texas Tech's not really set up for a 27-7 comeback. But the three, third string quarterback that threw three picks last week. Has thrown had, two tonight. That's thrown two tonight and has had some mesh option issues. And there's just been some real problems. They're not set up for a 27-7 comeback. What I would do defensively, and I know Jay Hill loves to be aggressive. I'm going to go ask Tyler Batty. I'm going to go ask maybe Isaiah Banya. I'm going to ask Cravens to go get me a three-man rush. Get a push, get a three-man rush. Let's see if we can cloud out this young guy. Keep guys over the top. Don't let anything deep. Don't give up any big mistakes like you did on that one big, long touchdown. Double tight right, two wides left. Low snap strong, handoff Brooks. Brooks, flag flies, it'll come back. Big run for Taj Brooks into BYU territory out inside the 40-yard line, but that is a flag thrown in the vicinity of holding, and this should come back, it would appear. Almost invariably, that will be the call. And here comes the call from Tutashinda Salam, tonight's referee. And that would be if it's a penalty against Texas Tech in fraction number eight on the night to only two for BYU. And everyone's trudging back. But no description of the call as of yet. That brings back a big one. It's a long discussion here for what appear to be a cut and dry. Here we go. Holding. 
number 53 offense, 10-yard penalty, first down. And that's the center Rusty Stats. And by the way, doesn't Rusty make the all-name team for 2023, Rusty Stats? Yeah, he's always putting up the stats. I think a lot of people think that I've got a lot of Rusty Stats that I bring out. <laughs> you got a lot of really crisp, clean <laughs> stats. you got new, fresh stats. Um, that is uh, an interesting flag, you know, calling that on the center when that's an outside run, not really impacting the run, but still a brutal callback. And it's been a brutal night in terms of Texas Tech errors on this evening. And that's a zigzagging run from Taj Brooks for maybe three, setting up a second down and 17. Tyler Batty, we've said his name a lot tonight. I don't want to preview the uh, the postgame honors quite yet, but Tyler Batty's in the mix for something, right? Yeah, he is. We're going to be talking about Batty. I've, I've got a couple of other guys in my sights, too, but Tyler Batty has had a night. He's just everywhere right now, and when he's arriving, he's arriving angry. Brett Pine just arrived to tell us tonight's attendance is 63,523. Outstanding. Low snap, strong, and he throws behind. Oh, it's almost the pick. Eddie Heckard almost had another one. The pass thrown behind Miles Price, and Eddie had it in his hands, just couldn't haul it in. Like I talked about, Jake Strong and this Texas Tech offense, it's just not set up for third and long. It's not set up for big-time comebacks. This is an offense that's set up to put it in Taj Brooks' hands, dominate the clock, go grab four yards per down, and keep the ball. But that's not what Texas Tech has in front of them right now. Jake Strong won for his last nine, and this is a third down and 17 at the Tech 26-yard line. Trips left. Strong looks left. Sees some pressure. Dumps it off and throws it over the head. And a flag again as he threw an incomplete for Taj Brooks. And if this is another hold, BYU would decline this. That is another hold. That's going to be a holding on Jackson Cravens. Holding. Number 75. Offense. The penalty is declined. Fourth down. <laughs> Jackson Cravens is pointing at him and pointing backwards. He he pointed right in the guard's face and then he pointed back. He knew he forced that holding call. Well, there's a quarter and change to play. Nine seconds left here in the third, but BYU is putting. It, they haven't they haven't necessarily exploded in scoring in the second half, but the hammer's down right now. The hammer's down because they're winning the trench and Tosh Brooks can't get going. When he does get going, his offensive line messes it up for him. So it is really. And a false start before the false punt. Start. Number 21, offense, five-yard penalty. And that's the ninth, the ninth accepted penalty. The holding a moment ago was declined. Texas Tech can't get out of its own way tonight. Riverboat Joey is none too happy right now. He's becoming tugboat Joey because Joey McGuire, the head coach for Texas Tech, is about to go bonkers with all these offsides and, and false starts. McNamara's punt is away. High, deep, spiral. Kingston makes the catch and is dropped immediately on receipt of the ball inside the 20-yard line. Smooth sailing for BYU at the end of three. It's 27-7 Cougs. Timeout on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.